It's okay. Hi everyone. Long time no see. I'm so happy to share this special bonus episode of It's All Good, a podcast all about well-being. Every episode, I have a new guest join me to share personal stories and give ways to take care of health and wellness. I'm Lauren, and today I'm joined by my dear friend, Emma. She's graduating this December with a degree in psychology from the University of Victoria. She hopes to be a high school counselor or a counselor in the digital space. In this episode, Emma shares her story of how she decided to be her own best friend. We'll talk about our commitment to care for ourselves and some of our favorite activities that are more fun when you're alone. We recorded this pre-pandemic, but interestingly, this topic is incredibly fitting for the time that we're in. After my conversation with Emma, I'll be back to talk about how this is relevant during the time of COVID-19. Let's get started. I would like to share two of my favorite facts. Okay. Would you like to hear, Lauren? Of course. Okay, perfect. So my first favorite fact is that otters hold hands when they sleep so they don't drift apart. I think that's the absolute (laughs) cutest thing. So I just wanted to share that. And then my favorite word is, I wrote it down. (laughs) It's kind of, it's not English. Oh, Nephilibata, which essentially means a cloud walker, and I also Googled it so I could quickly read it. So, cloud walker, one who lives in the clouds of their own imagination or dreams, or one who does not obey the conventions of of society, literature, or art. Whoa! Yeah, I think it fits perfectly because I'm a Pisces, and I also am an INFJ, so that's everything about me. (laughs) You were so prepared. Wow. Thank you so much. Oh, no problem. So, Emma, we've known each other for quite a while. Yes, we have. Where does our story begin? So, our story begins with our mutual friend, Shannon. So, shout out to you, Shannon. Oh, yeah. I know you watch my videos, and I know (laughs) you listen to Lauren's podcast, so... She's a super fan. Yeah, double whammy in both areas, ballparks. Love you, Shannon. (laughs) Love you. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so we met indirectly through Shannon, actually, because... There's this photo that was posted of Shannon and her friends from pre-grad. And at the time, I was in grade 10, so I couldn't go to pre-grad. But Lauren and Shannon and the rest of their friends were at pre-grad. And I was like, you know what? I'm very, I would say, artistic. So I wanted to draw a photo of them from their pre-grad because I thought it was just such a great photo. So I actually have it here. I should have opened it before. There you go, Lauren. There's the real copy. Oh, my gosh. I don't know if I've ever seen it live. <laughs> live <laughs> in real life yeah whoa it's so cool yeah so we met through that but then we met I would say our friendship truly blossomed when we took a trip to Italy and Greece together yeah it was such a good time uh we loved to embarrass Lauren by singing her birthday at every restaurant we went to oh yeah <laughs> yeah it, that was probably the highlight of my our trip like especially for me I just loved it it was at least three separate times. So you guys sang happy birthday to me, and it was not even close to my birthday. Yeah, and I was kind of sad. No one really gave us a cake, but we tried. <laughs> I think that was the main goal to get a cake, but it's okay. We had we made memories and a great friendship from it. Oh, yeah. yeah. And do you remember, the, like, how it started? No. Do you? Yeah, it was, yeah, I do remember. Oh, perfect. <laughs> I'm glad one of us does. Now take it away. So it was a school trip when I was in grade 12 and you were in grade 11. Yes. I think there were like maybe 40 of us on the trip. 
Yeah. Was it? A mm. lot of people. Quite a bit, yeah. Yeah, and I, we were at this restaurant in maybe Florence, mm-hmm. and they were, um, we were eating pasta, and the server was, like, putting more pasta on people's plates, and she asked me if I wanted more because I finished my first plate. I'm like, oh, I don't think I can finish, but okay, I'll just have some more. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up, like, finishing, and Rachel, our friend Rachel, shout out, uh, she's like, guys, Lauren finished eating her pasta. We should all oh. start clapping. <laughs> yes. And then everyone, the table starts clapping. Our whole group starts clapping. The entire mm. restaurant starts clapping. And I'm like this the whole time. Oh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Shielding my face because I'm so embarrassed. I do remember that now. Very crystal clear. That was... There's a photo of me. Do you... I have that photo. <laughs> Were you the one that took it? Yeah. Maybe. I was. We should pull that out later. <laughs> So, Emma, you have a story to share with us today. Would you like to share it? Oh, of course. I would love to share it. So, I would like to start by saying I view myself as a very independent person. I always have. I think it comes from being an only child. But most importantly, I think it's just because I've always felt like a confident, strong, young woman. So, Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, so that's how I'm going to preface this story. (laughs) But... It took a turn when I realized how much I lean on my friends for support, which I think everyone should do. But I, I definitely had an ideal of always having a best friend. And so this happened when, I mean, I think it's everyone at a young age has that goal to have a best friend in elementary and, and just to walk through life with them because it's so nice just having someone with you. But... It kind of all started, my ideal got shook when um, I made a friend and they, we were very, very good friends and we still are great friends, but at the time they voiced me, they said, oh, I don't really want to label our friendship as best friend. I just feel like it's a bit too hierarchical for me, if that's a word. Hierarchical sounds weird, but I was saying this in the car and I don't know. I'm just going to go with hierarchical. So they just didn't want to have that hierarchical view of friendships, and they felt that if other friends wanted to be their friend, that they couldn't because they already had a best friend, and, like, what's the point if you already have a best friend? So I sat there, and I was like, oh, okay, like, I'll respect that, but it was very hard for me to understand that. We were still great friends. Our friendship never changed, but when when this all truly, I guess, collapsed on me and this ideal was kind of shattered was when going from second year into third year um, my friend ended up moving out of our house and she was my go-to best friend at the time but she moved out. So in the second term of second year when I found out that this my best friend at the time was moving out I was kind of on the hunt to find a new best friend because I always have had one. You could ask me a year in my life and I could tell you exactly who my best friend was at the time, what our favorite thing to do was. I'm like that type of person. Like I just, I love having a best friend, I guess. So I had made this friend and they were very close to me and it was all rainbows and sunshine and stuff and it was really fun until I kind of was blindsided and they just stopped talking to me and I was kind of confused why I was very lost and I felt very hurt but I knew that it was out of my control I couldn't do anything about that and this is when the ideal of a best friend or a person 
was truly, I feel, taken away from me. And I just kind of lost who I was and my sense of self and what it meant to be independent. And so going into my third year, I moved into this house with that person and along with my other roommates. And it was fine, everything had blown over, but I never truly got closure. And that's okay, sometimes that happens, but I think what really, what I learned the most from this experience, especially living in this house, was just being your own best friend because I felt, everything I felt was very internal and had more in, internal turmoil rather than external. Like nothing actually was happening. I just felt a lot of tension and I felt very alienated. They never did anything to do that to me, but I, I just put it on myself because I had all the emotions that I didn't know how to voice. And I didn't, I felt like I didn't need to because it was just kind of me going through the motions of everything in my head again and again and trying to figure out like, where did I go wrong? And sometimes you just don't get those answers. But so the first term of first, of third year, so the first term of third year was a very lonely time for me, but I learned through that how to be alone and truly be happy with being by myself and um, forgiving others even without that kind of closure and just continue on with life, I think. It definitely was a hard time, for sure. Like, I felt there were times where I was like, oh, I wish, why can't you just get over yourself and just go out there and have a fun time? I, but then I just said, no, I think I just need that time to be alone in my room and reflect and just take time for myself, maybe watch an episode of RuPaul or something, or, and just, you know, be by myself and be my own best friend for the next couple while. Yeah. Yes. Oh, thank you for sharing that. Oh, you're welcome. And how did you become your own best friend? To be my own best friend, the first thing I thought I had to do and that I did was to treat myself. I'm a big fan of treating myself through like the body, mind, and soul, whether it be going out for my favorite meal, going for a walk, or just even taking classes and just kind of investing in myself. I think being able to invest in yourself in that way is of the utmost importance just because you're truly caring for yourself and you're not waiting on others to care for you. I mean, it's great having our parents to take care of us, but I think learning to be able to take care of yourself is so important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then another big thing that I know we both do is journaling. Mm -hmm. And journaling has been the biggest help to me, I think, because being able to articulate how I feel from my head onto, onto the page is so cleansing mm -hmm. because it's truly just like a flow that like flows out of you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. And the biggest thing was writing a stream of consciousness. Writing that was nice to be able to not filter yourself and just if you were if I felt mad that day which is pretty rare but you know people have those moments uh then being able to write through that was just so therapeutic and nice so 
definitely journaling is a really big part of becoming your own best friend because you're having a, you're you're having a conversation with yourself to be able to look back on and realize how much you've grown from that. I think it's just it's so fun. <laughs> oh yeah, I highly recommend. It's also like you could be like Anne Frank. Without <laughs> Anne Frank's diary, where would we be? Oh my gosh, in grade 4, I would read it like over and over again. See, I barely even read it once, but it was so cool because that was like her actual diary, and that's why people should journal, because now you could be Anne Frank one day, but not in her situation, hopefully. <laughs> you could be Anne Frank one day. Yeah, I think that's pretty inspirational. She was, she's an author, obviously. Yeah. Shout out to Anne Frank. <laughs> uh, anyway, so journaling. Emma, what else do you like to do on your own? One of my favorite things, actually, is to go on walks by myself without any music, without literally no phone at all, and just go out and walk. My favorite place recently this summer has been Vinity Gardens by Uvic. Uh, if you're on the island, go check it out. It's pretty nice. I truly recommend it. But just being in nature and just hearing the sounds around you is so, like, cleansing. And oh, just, yeah. it's makes you fully aware of the present and how you're feeling and just the act of being in the moment. And I think that's what a lot of the times we end up very distracted and trying to rush through everything to get it done. But when you can fully stop and be in the moment, that's where it truly matters. And you should really bask in that glory of just remaining silent and having that time to yourself and with nature around you. And that's like with me driving. So I live outside the city and coming through traffic is always kind of horrendous. But I like to take that time to think, you know, I don't have control of this, but I can take time to just have a moment to myself, listen to some music and, you know, sing as loud as I want. Oh, yeah. That's also something I wrote down. Like singing in the car on your own and just... I don't know, there's so much freedom and, like, liberation from just getting mm-hmm. to, like, bell at the top of your lungs. And yeah, and just pretending you're a pop star. Music in general has always just been such a trigger for me, in a, in a good way, a trigger in a good way, to just be able to let all the emotions I feel just flow out. There's some songs that just, they kind of, the only way I can describe this is they just hit different, and you just are in that zone and you can just let it out whether you want to sing to it, whether you want to cry to it. It's just so relaxing, even though that sounds kind of a lot. It, it's very nice and, as I said once again, therapeutic. It's very therapeutic. We love therapeutic things here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anything where you're, like, totally immersed in the moment, you're li- listening to a good song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, I guess those are the moments that I like most. Yeah. And one thing that, one activity that is my favorite, and I like to take part in this activity as often as I can, when I can, it would be dancing by myself. Same! Yeah. I feel like dancing is not my forte, but I think when I just have a mirror, my music, and me, it's, I feel just like so jazzy. (laughs) Do you look in the mirror while you dance? Personally, I, I, I do, just to make sure that, <laughs> well, you never know when you want to use a move 
at a club or something. I don't know. <laughs> like you're some, rehearsing. Yeah, it's pretty much rehearsing. Like I don't think I'd ever rehearse a huge dance and be like, oh, I'm gonna whip this out and like <laughs> imp- uh, impress everyone. Mm-hmm. But I definitely think that. I think making sure. I guess you look good and you feel good. Most importantly, that you feel good. But like being able to watch yourself. It might be a bit cringy, but <laughs> I I live for it. It's so fun. Because <laughs> then if you feel like you look good, then you feel good in return. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I have a playlist on Spotify called Dancing in My Room. It's oh. private. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'll totally do the same thing. Like if I'm like sitting for long periods of time, mm-hmm. if I'm editing this podcast or I'm like studying, I'll like get up and I'll put on a song and... And it doesn't matter because I'm the only one in there. No one's watching me except my neighbors sometimes <laughs> can see me because oh. my window, it's like their bathroom and I can see them. And oh. Anyway. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> I don't look, I swear. <laughs> anyway, yeah, but. Yeah, I'm definitely the type of person who only has like four songs on repeat always. Mm-hmm. And they're always songs that hype me up. So Sometimes when I come home from school and I maybe didn't do so well on tests or maybe I'm just feeling down, I love to play those songs and just, like, dance it out. Like, because dancing is a form of exercise. We love exercise because it releases endorphins. Oh, yeah. Which makes you happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's a win-win. Yeah. Singing and dance. Do you, do you sing while you dance or is that separate? <laughs> do you keep those separate? I, 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 oh, I definitely keep those separate. I need to have my full focus <laughs> on dancing or singing. You can't be both. No multitasking No, here. no. I'm not Beyonce yet. <laughs> Maybe one day. But speaking of Beyonce... Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Sweet transition. Thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm bored for this. So, speaking of Beyonce, as I said at the very start, treating yourself, I think one of the best things you can do is take yourself on a date or take mm-hmm. yourself out anywhere. It doesn't have to be something super fancy like an expensive dinner or like... In my case, I took myself out to the Beyonce concert, and I um, I invested in the VIP ticket because <laughs> no one else... I In my head, I thought, okay, no one else is going to pay this ungodly amount of money for one ticket. But I, on the other hand, I, would, I, lo- I love to do that. Mm-hmm. And I have always... Side note, I have always wanted to go to a Beyonce concert, and that was the only concert I ever wanted to go to. So I knew when she was coming to Vancouver... Mm-hmm. I would just eat it up and go and treat myself to this concert and just have fun by myself. And honestly, it was the best time I've ever had. I didn't have to worry about someone else. I got to sit back, relax, and I literally stood up the whole time. I was a true fan. I never sat down <laughs> once, except for maybe during Jay-Z's part. But oh, oh we don't talk about that. <laughs> but he's not listening. He's not listening, nor is Beyonce. But it was it was so nice to just, again, be in the moment and just have that time to myself and know that I deserved it because I was the one who gave it to myself. It's just like Christmas all over again. Yeah, in October. Is there anything else that we want to say before we wrap up here? I would like to say I hope everyone out there can be their own best friend because when I found myself as my best friend, I have never felt more happy and I think everyone deserves happiness and to be your own best friend is truly to celebrate yourself and celebrate life. I love that. Yeah. I'll end off with a quote that my friend said. Oh, I love that. Or it's not a quote, it's just something she said that was funny, but she's like, yeah, I decided to marry myself in 2017. That's the perfect <laughs> ending. 
Yeah. All right. Emma, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Yes. Thank you so much for having me, Lauren. I was so excited. So excited, so nervous, but mostly excited. And to end it in the Emily Sullivan fashion, it's mm-hmm. all good. <laughs> we got a true van over here. Yeah. All I right. love you, Emily. <laughs> it's fair to say that all of us have had to spend more time with ourselves during the time of COVID than we've ever had to before. We've had to grapple with the fact that it's going to be a while before we can hang out with our friends and do things, which can be pretty difficult. But at the same time, I think it's fair to say that because we've had to spend all this time by ourselves, we've become more introspective and self-aware. We've had to sit with our emotions, even when it's uncomfortable, and find joy in moments of solitude. And by better understanding ourselves and our own emotions, we can better understand the emotions of other people. Over the past few months, I've made realizations about myself that I might not have been able to make had this pandemic not happened. I've had a really hard year, and I know there's so much suffering and collective grieving in our world right now. But I like to think that we're going to come out of this as better people who are more comfortable with being alone and will value the time that we do get to spend with others more than ever before. Thank you so much for listening to this bonus episode of It's All Good. Make sure to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can leave a rating or review and like the Facebook page to stay updated for future episodes. Thanks everyone, and I'll see you next time.